The first thing I want to say is thank you for listening. This little podcast started in my closet. Now I do it in my garage. And we are, well, in, in my closet in, my, uh, uh, in Silver Lake uh, a few years ago and now in my garage uh, in, in my home in Altadena. So it has come a long way as I have been um, building and continuing to create a dialogue. Uh, but it's still the same, just uh, me and a microphone, unrehearsed, and uh, saying a lot of ums and buts and all of that And on episode like... I think by the time you hear this, it'll be high 300s, 300 and possibly 75 or something. And I uh, started with just a commitment to do 12, and here we are, almost um, almost uh, reaching toward 400. Anyway, I, I really uh, want to thank you uh, for listening. If, it, if you weren't listening, I would have probably stopped, so thank you so much. I hope that you find these helpful. Today, I want to talk about this idea of connecting to yourself. And the reason I want to talk about it is because it's kind of what my uh, new book, Single on Purpose, hangs on. And by the way, uh, Single on Purpose isn't just about, uh, it isn't just for people who are single. It's actually for people in relationships as well. Um, this is not an anti-relationship book. This is a pro-relationship with yourself book. And I think it's important if you're in a relationship, um, to connect with yourself, right? I mean, most people drop the ball because they get into a relationship and they stop that connection with yourself because it's not like a, a, a light plug. It's not like um, you plug something into a socket and the light turns on and it's all good and you know you've 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 reached the island and it's over. Um, connecting to yourself is like riding a bike, and when you stop pedaling, uh, you stop going, and in this case, you stop connecting. So. Building a better relationship with you, I think, starts with, um, and not only starts with, but it, it's this continual journey of connecting with yourself because um, there's going to be things that disconnect you with you, right? So your own self and cognitive distortions and, and all the stuff that happens internally, but also the external, you know, the environment, um, whatever you're going through, friends, family, other people. Um, there's going to be this tug for you to disconnect you with you. So it's sometimes it's like fighting uh, um, the world. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Sometimes it's like swimming up river, uh, and that's why it's hard, right? But it's so important because if you don't make an effort to do it, um, your potency is going to drop. You know, your quality of life. Like, uh, and it's not even about you. It's like uh, whatever that you are bringing to the table to this world, the dent you're supposed to make, all of that, your potential, it lowers, right? The more disconnected you are with you, um, the more lukewarm you are. Most of my life, uh, my, my 20s, half of my 30s, I was very disconnected with me. Um, I was just kind of a walking shell, unhappy, um, just like trying to find love, get laid, <laughs> and do things that felt good, um, and then also chasing big shiny things that didn't come, and because they didn't come, I was uh, a miserable fuck, um, and I realized that it stemmed from this disconnection, and I learned that as I started to connect more to me, 
as I started to get to know me, build a better relationship with myself, um, then my external changed. And I think this is a really important, I think it's a universal law, but I think it's a really important concept to, to if you don't believe it, to at least entertain it. Um, I believe it because it's happened in my own story. It's not something that, that I read from a book. So I believe that the world slowly disconnects us with us as we become adults, right? And, and this is because um, so many factors, right? We pay taxes, we got to get a job, you know, we got to be responsible, um, or we get, you know, married, uh, have babies. Like there's so many things that happens in life as we become adults that slowly disconnect us with ourselves. And um, our voice starts to get lukewarm. We start to put our own needs and 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 um, wants aside, right? Especially if we are uh, raising children. I mean, the, I think the first thing that can go is you, you know. Um, and and it's fair, like you know, you you have a, a another person that is completely dependent on you, and 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 he or she should come first, absolutely. But that shouldn't be forever, right? That shouldn't be uh, f- for the span of twenty, thirty years. It should just be until you kind of get yourself back on track you know and so what happens is we becomes as we become adults we slowly disconnect and then as we disconnect we make choices from that space right and so the choices we make then can be unhealthy um, the people we surround ourselves with can be unhealthy and then we set ourselves up for poor experiences that cement false beliefs and puncture our self-esteem and so it, there's a cycle of just getting grayed out and, 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 and then that disconnects you with yourself more, right? Until like you wake up one day and you just don't even know yourself. Um, but more importantly, you don't like yourself. And that's the damaging piece. And that's where I was at until I got a divorce and then had to start all over. And so when I started all over, I asked myself, what does it look like to connect back to me? And this is one of the um, big pieces in my concept of how to build yourself a brand new life container. And I call it unlocking your code. I believe that we have to unlock that hope chest that we have locked, right? Um, Or society has locked or parents or, you know, whatever. That hope chest is locked. And uh, connecting with yourself starts with taking a sledgehammer to the lock on that hope chest, opening it up, connecting to the spirit of who you used to be. And I say the word spirit because it doesn't mean to just do things that you used to love, right? That that can, I mean, it, it, it could definitely be a part of it, but that can also just feel like you're going through the motions. So think about when you felt the most alive, and I like the word alive more than happy. I'm not a big fan of the word happy. Um, it, it can be a bumper sticker. Like, what does that even mean? And, you know, um, we think happy is a constant, and it's not, right? It comes, it goes. Um, so I, I just don't like it. It feels very plastic to me. So uh, think about when you felt the most alive. And think about the spirit of that person. And for most of us, it's usually when we're younger. You know, it's usually before we became adults before the toxic relationships, taxes, um, the corner office, 
right? Uh, studying your ass off to get that degree, like before all the pressures of the world kicked in, when we were free and fearless. And usually that is when we were uh, uh, kids. But it doesn't have to be, right? It could be maybe in your 20s. I don't know. Whenever you felt the most alive, and there were probably many times that you did, but just pick one that kind of comes naturally to you. And think about the spirit of that person. So when I think about when I felt the most alive, um, it was the 80s, and I was around 12, and um, hanging out with older kids, Adidas windbreaker, fat laces, boombox, spinning on cardboard, dad coming home, telling me that this is not why we came to America, <laughs> throwing books at me and shit, and telling me to study. Um, but I remember losing myself in breakdancing, in the culture, um, and I remember just like at night just being obsessed with visualizing myself doing windmills and head spins and then the next day um, just practicing for hours and being a part of a crew and, and all of that, right? So everything that came with that, it really opened up and, and encouraged, uh, fed the spirit of who I was, you know, and I lost that spirit um, when I put my fat laces away <laughs> into the hope chest. Um, but more than that, just I just lost that spirit because I stopped feeding it, you know. Um, I decided to be more quiet because everyone said I was too loud and I was always high strung, so I kind of made sure that I wasn't. And then by the time I was in my 30s, I feel like that that the spirit of that of of John Kim was no longer in me. And and if it was in me, it was just a, a hint, right? It was just a little bit of residue from the 80s. So I said to myself, by the way, I sip coffee when I talk, always, uh, whether I'm doing a session or a podcast. So um, I apologize for the annoying slurping noises, especially if you're listening to this like on a walk and I'm directly in your ear. Um, sorry, getting a little sidetracked. That is the spirit of who I am, actually, getting sidetracked, uh, bird walking, being all over the place. Uh, and that's why I actually allow myself to be like that, whether I'm podcasting or doing videos, because it's true. That's who I am. And some people are going to be very annoyed by that, and I'm not going to be for them, you know. But I think that's where my potency lives, so I allow myself to, to be like that, I mean, to a certain extent. Um, the spirit of John Kim is, and I'm, and I'm closing my eyes as I'm thinking about this, uh, a little bit reckless, a little bit inappropriate, colors outside the lines, gets an idea and just fucking runs with it before thinking about it through, like thinking through things. The spirit of John Kim is, oh man, energetic and a spaz and loud and um, always creating, right? Um, he's also very physical, like likes to do things using his body, whether it's windmills or, you know, I don't know, just climbing trees and shit, just, you know, being out in the world, um, that being said, I don't mean camping. I grew up in the uh, concrete jungle, the city, and I don't know anything about camping. Camping scares me. The first time I went camping, I brought a hair dryer. So, uh, the spirit of John Kim is sarcastic. He's dry. Um, he's obsessed with his hair. <laughs> And then I think about what it looks like today as a 47-year-old to, to feed that spirit, you know. When do I see parts of that spirit of me come to life, 
and when do I push it away? When do I think it's inappropriate? When do I lock that spirit into the hope chest, right? Whenever I feel myself um, locking that part of me, I notice it, and then I ask myself what it looks like to connect to that part of me again, to feed that spirit, uh, because that's uh, at the core who I am, you know? I imagine the um, uh, in Iron Man, the, uh, the round glowing thing in his chest, like imagine that is the spirit of you. Or, you know, E.T.'s heart. <laughs> that is this glowing heart. That is the spirit of you. And when you don't feed it, um, when you exchange your truth for membership, when you uh, seek so much approval and validation that you, um, you know, don't speak your truth, then that glowing heart, whether we're talking about E.T. or Iron Man, starts to fade, starts to dim. And when, you, when that happens for too long right? Your spirit dies. So I think connecting back to yourself means to first um, ask yourself, you know, what part of you have you locked away and what does it look like to connect to that part of you so you can start to feed the true spirit of who you are. And, and don't think about the, the, the behavior and the actions. Just, just kind of sit with that for a while, right? Sit with that for a while. Feed that. And let the um, energy of that manifest naturally outward, you know. So for you, it, it may not be motorcycles and fitness and, you know, whatever, dancing with uh, your baby uh, way too hard on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it may be um, painting. It may be playing the guitar. It may be, uh, or it may not be something physical uh, or an action, but it may be a certain mindset or a certain feeling. I don't know, but... When did you feel the most alive and connected to yourself? And what must you do to connect to the spirit of that person again? So you start to live inside out instead of outside in. And your potential goes up and you're very potent. And the event you leave in this world is massive. Thank you for listening. Be well. And if you haven't picked up my book, uh, it is why. Check it out. Single on Purpose. And you, um, if you actually go to my website www.tat-lab.com and click on uh, my new book, the tab, my new book, uh, and you get it there, you can also get a free month of the lab, 30 days for free. So I will see you in the lab and uh, continue to work on connecting to you.